Happy Monday, everyone. George Watkins here again to talk about the good things of God. What a day to be alive in Christ. Thanks for stopping by. <clears throat> Some of you had a busy weekend, I know. If you're a leader in the church, <clears throat> you worked overtime. <laughs> they used to accuse us preachers of only working once a day. It's a good preacher laugh when someone says that. <clears throat> My son has a uh, coffee espresso stand and he puts a sign out in front and says jokes on it once in a while. Last week, he told the garbage men that they had the easiest job in town because they only worked one day a week. Of course, that's the only day we see them. <laughs> Oh, anyway, it's a good day to be alive. Hallelujah. I'll talk about wisdom today and share a little bit out of Proverbs 18. And I'll tell you why in just a moment before we do that. Remind you to subscribe or like us and share and make comments and all the good things that give us a little boost on this internet business. Really appreciate it. Well, when I was a boy in my home. I was raised in a preacher's home, as most of you know. My mom and dad were evangelists slash pastors. Dad and mom pastored multiple churches, somewhere in the 20s, somewhere in the 20, 21, 22. And uh, <clears throat> dad started about 10 of those in some form. And so I was uh, right in the midst of all that. But some of the things that I was taught was taught at home. It wasn't just in the pulpit or in a church setting. Dad told me when I was just getting into the Bible and into the Word of God. We had a um, habit. Dad had a habit of reading the Proverbs to us every day. <clears throat> now, the Proverbs... Uh, have a have 30 uh, 31 verse, uh, <laughs> chapters to it so there's one for each day so we took the calendar date and read the proverb for the day now my dad also told me that and it came from our pastor he said he told us right, that the psalms if you want to know how to get along with god read the psalms if you want to know how to get along with people and life itself, read the Proverbs. So the reading of the Proverbs produces wisdom to live a godly life. The caption on the 18th chapter of Proverbs is wisdom gives life. And I want to read a few verses today for you before we're through out of the, out of the Passion Bible. <clears throat> the eighth chapter of Proverbs gives some detailed information on the spirit of wisdom, which is referred to as a female, indicating and, and telling us that wisdom was there, the spirit of wisdom was there when God created the universe and the cosmos. So when we talk about wisdom, we're not just referring to intelligence or information or learning. We're talking about something that comes from God that is past our ability to create it 
or to grab it out of thin air. It has to be given by the spirit of wisdom. Solomon, known as the wisest man who ever lived, has that classic story where two women came and they had a debate over the baby, whose baby it was. And Solomon had a word from God. It was a word of wisdom. And he told them, he told them to cut the baby in half. And the one mother pleaded, no, no, give it to her. He knew that was the real mother and solved the problem. So in our journey this week, this is the first day of the week. We're launching into an adventure, not knowing really what's going to happen, even though we confess, we pray, and we believe God. Yet God gives us wisdom to traverse through the pitfalls and the traps and the snares and end up at the end of the week victorious and having accomplished that which God called us to do. There's so many distractions that take us off course. Some of it is um, human distractions where we get caught up in, a, in human events. Some of it is our own distractions where we get buried with our own fear and, and unbelief, or at least uh, t timidity. Tim timidity and unbelief kind of <laughs> have, they, they walk on the same trail. So those things distract us from accomplishing our goals. So when the scriptures talk about meditating on the word day and night and giving ourselves wholly unto it, some people say, well, it's impossible. I have a nine to five job. I've uh, got to raise three kids, got to mow the lawn. I'm going to see my mother-in-law. Well, all those things are superfluous compared to putting in the word of God as your foundational strength. The Hebrews, Hebrew scholars, or in the, the pre, the, the, you know, the spiritual people that understand the spiritual side of, of the Hebrew language, they tell us that every letter is a spirit. Now, that's kind of a shock to some um, modern day Christians who don't understand the depth of the spiritual life and what the reality of it is and how real it is, more real than here. We are really a reflection of the spiritual life, the spirit, spirit world. Scripture says in Matthew 6, we, would, we, we should pray that the things in heaven would come to earth. Let it be on earth that it is in heaven. Well, heaven is trans, transferring or it's almost like a, a movie camera. And we are the image of God on earth. One writer that I love to re read is he calls us imagers. We are the image of God on earth. So with that, we need the wisdom of God to be the image of God. How do we get that? We get it by meditating, taking in the word of God, putting ourselves before the fountain of truth in Bible study, Bible meditation, spiritual uh, involvement with God face to face, prayer time, which we call meditation time and, and soaking time. And those times when we get caught, raptured up in the spirit and God speaks to us personally. All those things put wisdom and the life of God into our very being. Now, 
we are living creatures. We have a spirit that is cloaked in a body. And the soul is the communication agent that takes the signals from both our body and our spirit and puts them out so others can hear, or at least we can communicate with the world around us. But the spirit man has to have food. If you don't feed the spirit man, it becomes emaciated and weak, unable to fight and stand and be strong. Hallelujah. Scripture tell us, tells us if we would meditate upon the word day and night, there would be good results and good outcome. Tells us in the, in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 28, that if we would do these things and meditate upon the word, we would have a list of blessings and inter, interactions with God that would save, save us and bring us through to victory. That's my paraphrase. Okay, now, with that in mind, let me read a, a little bit out of the 18th chapter. Now, remember, today's the 18th, so I'm choosing the 18th. And you'll be amazed, if you've never done this, that every day when you read, you'll be somewhat shocked that God actually is speaking to a current situation through the verse you're reading for that day. And if you live long enough, you'll read it. <laughs> hundreds of times. Why? Because God put it there for us to take in and let it soak into our soul. First verse in the Passion Bible, an unfriendly person isolates himself and seems to care only about his own issues, for his contempt of sound judgment makes him a recluse. Wow. Now, you'll read that in the King James. It sounds a little different, but this is the essence of what is saying in somewhat modern, you know, jargon, modern understanding. And I love what the Passion Bible does on the bottom footnotes. It gives the Aramaic and the Hebrew uh, meanings and the culture. So it's just very, um, very uh, uh, impacting. I was going to say interesting, but that's a weak word. So it impacts me. The second verse. <clears throat> Seem, uh, <laughs> senseless people find no pleasure in acquiring true wisdom. For all they want to do is impress you with what they know. An ungodly man is all, always cloaked with disgrace as dishonor and shame are his companions. Now, this is the wisest man that ever lived, according to scripture. And he's giving us his wisdom as he looks around and, and um, deals with people. Now, the king had a lot of interaction with his, uh, <clears throat> his people that came to him. He made decisions. He had to hear arguments. So out of that and out of the godly wisdom, that Solomon had, he pens these proverbs. I would encourage you to do that on a regular basis. Pick the date in the calendar, read the proverb every day. If you'll do that, God will begin to give you insight and wisdom that you didn't get in the school books and you didn't get just reading John 3, 16, 40 times, even though I love that verse. 
The word of God has everything that you need to have a good meal. Amen. Verse three, uh, verse four, words of wisdom are like a fresh flowing brook, like deep waters that spring forth from within, bubbling up inside the one with understanding. It is atrocious when judges show favor to the guilty and deprive the innocent of justice. Okay, just a little sample of the 18th chapter. It's early in the morning. If you're with me now, grab a hold of that and meditate upon it. Whatever translation you use, it'll be a good one, I know. Amen. Well, I love you guys and gals. Thank you for spending some time with me today. And we'll pl- we'll push on into this week. I sense, even though it's the week before Christmas, let's not let's not let down our guard. Let's not let our faith go idle. Let's not allow our mouth to wander. Let's not allow our heart to grow weak. Let's stand strong as we push through this holiday season. It is prophesied and promised that 2024 is going to be a roller coaster ride with great thrills and chills. So. hold on because we're coming through in victory. I really believe it. Amen. All right. Well, I will see you tomorrow morning, same time, same station. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your financial support. Thank you for your encouraging words. Until then, put your face in the book and meditate.